0: What's going on, everybody? It's Marshall. I'm the host of the Serial Progress Seeker podcast. Now, in our world, we get to talk to almost an endless variety of people every single day. And if you were going to ask me the question that we get asked more than any other question, I'm always going to respond with something along the lines of, how do I escape my nine to five job, my nine to five lifestyle? So that's what this episode's all about. This week, I got to sit down and pick the brain of someone who was asking these exact same questions years ago. And of course, I'm talking about my good friend, Ben Atkins, and the advice, the strategies, the tips that he drops in this episode is going to be more than worth your time if you're someone who's asking some of those exact same questions so this is episode 82 of the serial progress seeker podcast how to escape living paycheck to paycheck let's go Right, man, We talk about movies all the time because we're both big movie fans and that there's there's one that's come out recently that was kind of coinciding with a cool partnership that I wanted to bring to you to kind of talk to you about it. It's really, really neat. So there is a. Uh, collection of movies out there called the Knives Out movies. So they a few years ago, I believe it was in right. 2019, I think they came out with the first one. Well just recently at the beginning of uh twenty twenty three or maybe it was the tail end of twenty twenty two, they came out with a new knives out movie and it was released specifically on Netflix. Have you seen like the previews and stuff for this one? Right. Yeah. Yep. I absolutely. Mean, it, looks, it looked it looked really, really good. So good that my wife and I sat down and went and watched the first one and the second one back to back had such a good time. But the reason I wanted to bring it to you because I saw something online that was really, really neat. So there's actually a partnership that happened to help with the promotion of this movie. And it was Netflix. Obviously, they're trying to promote their movie coming out. But they partnered with your favorite and my favorite drink, White Claw. we love white claw is such a it's such a funny brand but holy cow have they caught on with like like wildfire they have such they have cool promotional branding and stuff like that but they partnered with netflix and put together like this murder mystery game which the knives out movies are essentially murder mysteries Uh, um it was it was called crack the claw and it's actually, it was, it was, <laughs> was time to the release of the new movie that came out, but I just thought there was such a genius collaboration, like finding partners that make so much sense. Um, but it also kind of, it, and we've talked about this a lot before, how advantageous it can be to kind of gamify your marketing right and i I think this essentially did that and they're they were doing these man i I, I need to send them to you and i'll make sure we put them in the show notes and stuff but they were doing these riddles on social media like these clues dropping clues everywhere and stuff like that i just thought it was so cool and uh a really really neat conversation i i know that you probably have some input on that because there's there's so much good stuff that's going out there on out there from a marketing standpoint but when you see companies come together like this it's really really cool
1: no it's fun and you know i think that uh it really digs into sort of the conversation we're going to have today, which is, you know, how do you sort of escape that mode of, uh, I show up every month and I start from zero and I got to earn a paycheck mm. or I've got to make so many sales and, you know, companies like Netflix, that's, that is the, uh, epitome of what they actually do, which is they put themselves in that mode of subscription. Uh, they put themselves in the mode of predictable revenue. Yeah. And now I, I, love, I love watching companies, that you know or businesses or business owners that have sort of that predictable revenue model i love watching them come up with new ways to put people into those systems mm-hmm. and so uh, i think that's going to be the fun today is if you're somebody out there that is you know trying to kind of get out of the mode that you're in which is i show up i get paid for a certain amount of hours and i go home even if you're somebody that's on contract you still have you're like assigned certain hours to be in a location so How do you get away from that? What is the, what is the shift uh, that you actually have to go through? And so I I know that that's a big thing that we get lots of questions about is, you know, Ben, I'm not incredibly technically savvy. I'm not uh, somebody that is, you know, into this or into this. How do I get myself out of kind of that nine to five? How do I get myself out of that place where I'm living paycheck to paycheck, or even if I'm saving some money, I'm kind of tired of going to to work and working the way that I I've been working. I I think there's a better way. And so, you know, I think that's, it's going to be a fun conversation today and that's what we want to dive into
0: and that's the whole i mean that's the whole basis of our world right we've 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 kind of cracked the code we've uh we've we have figured out the the mystery to this game and and we want to bring that to as many people as as we can to kind of develop this army uh not only for ourselves but for for other businesses that we're working with i think that's so incredibly cool so i mean when it comes to like subscription-based marketing and 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 you know recurring revenue which is something i'm sure we're going to talk about a lot uh, you know it's just like you just said there's just not many better in the in the game than netflix right I, i i think that they do such a good job of it. And that's kind of why we wanted to kind of transition that conversation into how, you know, how do you and I become Netflix? You know, how do we, if I'm a a chiropractor down the road, how do I set up something where I've got, you know, recurring income coming in the door? And that's just such a, it's such a big piece of everything that we're doing and everything that, to be honest, every business in the world is doing these days. Um, And and that's something that's kind of part of our deal around here is we want to keep up with trends. We're constantly, you know, studying and researching and watching, you know, technology trends or digital marketing trends or, you know, just playing business trends across the board. And 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 this is one that's kind of graduated past a trend and it's become this real basis for a lot of businesses out there. And the and the rate at which these businesses are growing everywhere is just it's, it's almost been alarming over the past several years. So, but as we think about this from, from like a, you know, personal perspective um, you can't help, but think you know, especially if you're, if you're listening to this, you're going, man, damn, maybe there's an opportunity out there for me to, to be able to kind of get in on this kind of recurring lifestyle. And, and, and and I know this is something that you're passionate about. So this is why I wanted to kind of bring it to the table and us to talk about this today is because uh, it's just such a prevalent conversation in our world. So of course, and you touched on it a little bit there. The traditional model for many businesses has been, okay, customer walks in my door, they buy a product or service that I offer when they need it, and and that's kind of the end of the transaction, right? So in your opinion, right. why do you think there's been such a – and this has happened kind of gradual, but it's been really focused on the last, I don't know, 10 years, something like that. Why do you think there's been such a big shift – to kind of this subscription or, you know, the, as a service model, um, something that's kind of building on top of itself consistently. Why do you think there's been such a shift to this? What's the, what's the big appeal for, for business owners out there?
1: I don't think there's been, I think it's always been there. It's just been the kinds of assets that you could subscribe to are different. Yeah. Um, uh, subscription models have always been there. Um, you know, people that rent houses, that's a subscription model. Mm yeah you know you don't own you don't own your house people that rent uh rent out a billboard to advertise their business that's a subscription model mm-hmm. and so you know what i don't want to get into is i don't want everybody to think well atkins is a person that uh owns a software as a service company and you know i have to build software to be in this club <laughs> of sure. you know being able to work from that's not the case you don't have to be technically savvy at all but the core feeling that you know you have to get onto is if you're if you're tired of the 9 to 5 and you're tired of I get my paycheck because of the labor that I put in and the work. You know, there was a point where I just remember I woke up because I read a book. Um, and a lot of, like a lot of entrepreneurs out there, I read a particular book called The Four Hour Work Week. Uh, you know, in, in the entrepreneur community, we get tired of hearing people talk about this book, but it was that <laughs> that impactful. I was literally. Listening to an audiobook yesterday that had nothing, I thought nothing to do with any of that stuff. And then all of a sudden, 4 I work, we came up again. I was like, okay, it just keeps coming up. Yeah. But I remember, I remember being like, I was in my chiropractic office. I was, I was working and I was just working so hard. And I just kept thinking, the harder I work, the more I'm going to advance in this world. And I read the book and I was like, I have been seriously misinformed. Mm. Seriously, seriously misinformed. There is no path for me in this job. That I, you know, I own the business, but there is no path for me to reach what I actually want in my life. Um, and uh the more successful I get, the actually the longer hours I'm gonna have to put in. Mm. And that seemed that seemed very backwards to me. The more successful I get, the more I have to be in this office and away from my family. Right. And that broke me. Mm. I mean, it 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 just broke me. Because you gotta keep in mind, I had I was at that point, I was just recently uh out of you know seven and a half years of college that I'd been working towards this one goal to become this one thing, and all of a sudden I read this one book in bed at night after a long day in this job that I had worked my tail off for um and realized i was I was in trouble, hmm. and I just remember thinking I can't be here you know in twenty years, yeah, can't be here in ten years mm-hmm. and so the fundamental thing that I started to realize was you can either be like most people on the planet and our parents trained us to do this because this was you know we were this <laughs> and no complaints this was my parents wanted me to get a good job so i could have a good living and you know and that was just the model right but what i figured out really really quickly is you can either work for your money and it be based on all your hard work and the hours you put in and the productivity you put in at a job uh or you can acquire assets that work for you Mm. now listen a lot of people out there listening to this be like okay that's real great atkins if you were born with money you can acquire assets like houses and you know billboards and all kinds of things to do that but no and this is this is the this is the big changeover in thought that i want our generation to make sure that they are locking in is this you get a job where you are working and it's all on your back and what you lift is what you bring home. Right. Like that's, that's the traditional job, but it's where you spend that income that becomes sort of the next thing. Right. You can spend that income on uh, the traditional stuff, which is, you know, the flashy stuff. Um, Or you can spend some of that extra income or save some of that extra income to acquire assets that puts you in that class. Now, here's what's so interesting about the time that we live in: the amount of money that you have to actually save up to acquire an asset that gets you there is much, much different now. Yeah. now. Now, what I mean by that is, in the past, you know, acquiring a parcel of land that you could rent out or sell down the road or or whatever, acquiring a house, houses that's a that's an expense, right? Yeah, and that's a big expense. But like at this point, you know, being able to um, Being able to acquire a car, being able to acquire a motor home, being able to actually, you know, acquire small houses, being able to acquire the rights to a billboard. And this is the thing that I think is very interesting. Acquiring the rights to things Mm -hmm. is very, very interesting because here's the other, here's the thing that you got to also realize, you know, I own a software as a service company. So this is a software company that's, that, you know, we, we have a service we put out. but Here's something that is interesting. There are people that pay us a monthly fee, a small monthly fee, nowhere near what it costs us to build this. There are people that pay us a small monthly fee to white label that software and sell it to their customers mm. to use. And so those opportunities are out there all over the place. I mean, we offer them, but, you know, these, there are people that literally pay me $200 a month and they can go sell the software and charge whatever they want to other people. Right. And when you start to look around and you realize there's opportunities like that where you put a little money in and then you have the opportunity to sell it for much higher rates, basically arbitrage, you get into a very easy place. So we're not talking about acquiring things that maybe cost you a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars. We're talking about hey, you know, what am I earning in my traditional job right now that I can invest a little in and then start bringing in people to pay me more than that? Yeah. And, you know, and I th- I think that's the the very interesting thing about the world we live in right now is what assets can you acquire, what assets can you acquire that are also in demand for other people that they will pay you monthly for, and it, it can't all happen at once, especially if you're starting from the bottom, mm-hmm. right? But I think that's the the mindset is this: what you have to start looking at as someone right now, with the way things are going, you have to start looking at not how can I necessarily get so much education that I have a job for the rest of my life working for someone else. You have to understand how you can put yourself into a job, you know, in whatever education requires to get into that. How do I get into this job to make enough money to invest in assets, whether that be real estate, whether that be, you know, uh, the rights to a piece of software, whatever it is, what are the opportunities that I can invest some of my money that comes from my traditional job to actually have the ability to have an asset that can pay me back month after month after month? How do I invest in assets that give me dividends month after month? And that is, you know, we we have a lot more to talk about, but that's the base layer of this. The mindset shift that our generation and the generation coming up has to have is what do I have to do to acquire assets that are valuable to other people that they will pay me on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. And that's where we get out of, okay, we're working and everything that we bring in comes from what we carry on our back to what are the things that aren't human beings that are assets out there that people will pay us for, uh, that they get a ton of value from. And, And if we really start getting into this, that's the mindset that you have to have to change everything. You don't have to have it all figured out. You just have to lock that piece into your head that I escaped the nine to five by acquiring assets that are going to pay me. Mm. And i tell you what, the interesting thing about that is, is it starts off and you're like, okay, well, I I got this asset, uh, whether it be a house, whether it be uh, a billboard that I, you know, can rent out to people, whether it be a piece of software that I could, you know, acquire the rights to so that I can sell as my own. You understand in the beginning, okay, I sold it to this many customers. That still doesn't pay my rent. You know, that still doesn't pay for all my bills. But if you can do it once, you can replicate it. And then it's just a question of time. And so th- that's the starting thought that I think everybody listening to this podcast that is trying to get out is is this. It's like, if everything is on your back, it's going to be on, the back, on your back for the rest of your life, period. If you start putting your money into things that will pay you even just a little bit per month, and it doesn't require you to constantly be present, that's when you start getting to a position where it's only a matter of time. So that's the beginning of, of this, the whole thing. And you build kind of out from there, which I know we will.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I, that, that whole setting, that base layer, that foundation of your thought process is, is, is obviously where it starts. That's the, that's the big, big key, but say, you know, and I've, I assume that we've got some folks listening to this going, okay, I got that part figured out. I've, i I I've, I'm kind of settled into that. I feel like, cause honestly, I'll raise my hand right here. Like I'm personally from a mental standpoint, man, I, I think I've, I've got that foundation kind of laid what steps do I take next? Where do I go next? how do I, how do I determine the assets that are right for me? How do I determine, you know, what, even with the little bankroll I do have, how do I kind of invest that in the right ways and, and, and kind of turn that into opportunities that are uh, doing exactly what you say. And that is, you know, escaping that nine to five, escaping that paycheck to paycheck life that so many folks are trying to get away from. And if slowly we've, as a society we've moved, a big portion in that direction especially you know we were already moving that way and here comes a global pandemic that kind of pushes a lot of us that way a little faster maybe than we even realize but i think a lot of folks would be be interested to know you've got that foundation laid what's what are what are my next steps what what are some things that i can do what are some actual items that i can take to go out there and kind of start this this process for myself
1: we're so lucky because um unlike any real you know, generation before us, we have this infinite um, sort of access to information Mm -hmm. of people that are like really into it. So my answer to that is this, it's got to be something that you're into. Okay. And what I mean by that is there is this hill, you know, this theoretical hill, right? That you have to climb. And with any skill that you acquire, like when, when I was first learning to play guitar, I remember it was incredibly frustrating for the first year. Yeah. And it was incredibly frustrating for the first year because I was just trying to get my hands to work and try to get, you know, to these certain things. But I, after about a year, I acquired enough skills because I had put in so much time that even if I had not learned anything else after that, I could play almost anything that I wanted to, at least a rough version of it because I had acquired enough skills. And so I got sort of at this tipping point on the hill, right? I was coming over, yep. and everything was easier after. And and this is what it's like with acquiring assets that will do this for you. What are you willing to sit down and get on YouTube and spend hours to become a master in? Mm-hmm. Like when you're not at work, what are you willing to take as the entertainment? So instead of sitting down and watching a show, and listen. Don't think for one second I'm knocking because we we were talking knives out before the start show started, right? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not knocking entertainment. You're going to have that. But what can you actually research as, you know, an investment opportunity, you know, to buy into an asset that can pay you back? What is fun for you? Yeah. Because this is where things get really interesting. Once you dive into something, you're like, oh my God, I'm fascinated with this. Not only is it something that can actually make me money, but I'm actually fascinated it. And it's not the easiest thing to find because you're like, okay, am I into real estate? I'm not, by the way, Um, you know, I've had a rent house before and I, it was a nightmare for me. I just don't want to fool with that. That's not the way my brain works. So I have to have assets, you know, that are in a different thing. But I have a really good friend who, by the way, who we should be absolutely interviewing in a future episode. His whole gig is flipping houses. He flips houses. He turns, he, he buys houses. He does rent houses. He flips houses and sells houses. And. You know, he's got a he's got a full-time gig, but I guarantee you in five years from now, he will not have a full-time gig anymore because he's slowly been acquiring assets with his pay from his main gig yeah. to do this. But I'm gonna tell you something that's very interesting about that. This friend is he digs it. Like <laughs> that's what he thinks about, yeah. you know, when he's not, you know, when he, even when he is working, I think he thinks about it. Yeah. And so I think the thing that you have to look at is, okay, am I going to invest in the S&P 500 and bet that it's going to go up over the next few years? Well, that's not for me to answer. Are you into researching this enough on your own where you feel like you have a firm understanding of it? Okay, well, maybe you want to invest in Bitcoin. You know That's a gamble too. Well, You know what? Every asset that you're going to invest into, whether it's real estate, whether it's the stock market, whether it's crypto, it does not matter. Every one of them were gambles. You think that my software as a service isn't a gamble? <laughs> like there's so many different ways that, that those things could go. Yeah. But the ballgame is you have to understand you're taking risk when you live this way. Uh, I am one to say that you're taking more risk by not living this way because if you were at the mercy of somebody that you know is your boss alone, that's that's a dangerous place to be. And I'm yep. someone that has employees, and I have no problem telling my employees, you guys get invested in other things. Get these things done because it's going to make sure that your future is is always assured. Right. But the thing is is what is it that you were extremely into and you start on YouTube and you go through and you learn as much as you can. The problem with all of these things is we're so uneducated about them at the start that we don't even know what we need to be educated on. Yeah. So in the very beginning, you know, just a simple YouTube search of real estate investing for beginners, rent houses for beginners, you know, uh billboards for beginners. I have this great one that I'm like I'm like kind of into, but I don't know that I'm into yet, but I'm kind of like tiptoeing down and I found it on TikTok, and there's this cat that he basically does ATMs. That's his thing. Wow. He negotiates with restaurants. He negotiates with high traffic areas. He says, Hey, can I put in an ATM in this area to service your customers? He goes in, he puts a thousand dollars into the ATM. Mm -hmm. Um, The ATM's there, the ATM, you know, links up to the banks and contacts the banks. It doles out the money. It charges that little fee. So every time he does, you know, a thousand bucks, he gets his thousand bucks back from the bank, but then he also gets the fees on top of it. And over time, he's got enough ATMs in a place to do this. And this is something that I've been kind of in like, I don't know. That's for me, but it's fascinating. To yeah. me, right. Yeah. And you got to think every single person mm-hmm. watching this right now could literally go out there and type in, um, ATM business mm-hmm. into YouTube and you could start learning. You could buy your first ATM. You could go negotiate with a business. You could put your first ATM. Is a is one ATM, in a, in, even in a high traffic location, probably going to make it so you don't have to go to work anymore? No. No. But it will teach you everything you need to know after you've done the research. It will teach you everything you need to know to put it in a second location. Or it will teach you that, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but that's the thing is it's like, There's all these really great opportunities. And that's the thing, something like an ATM sitting in a business that you put money into, that you buy, that you put money into, that you take care of, that's something that absolutely every single month, if you get it in the right location, will return you a defined amount of money. After two, three months, you're going to understand what that actually is. You get a year in, you're really going to understand it because you've got a whole year's worth of data you start stacking those things in multiple locations. Eventually you hit that point to where you really don't have to go to work anymore. Mm -hmm. Now, not only that, this is where things get incredibly interesting. Not only, and this is why I love assets that provide you this kind of money. Not only have you done something that's going to pay you monthly because you're bringing in so much per location. And like I said, I'll stick with the ATM model for a minute. But now you've got a business that has a predictable revenue track that somebody will pay you a multiple for Mm. at once. They will literally say, okay, well, it's making you this much per year. Okay, cool. And it's done this for two or three years. Awesome. I would like to buy all this from you so that I have that business and I will pay you a multiple of what it brings in per year all up front. Mm. And so – not only do you have this asset that's paying you monthly, but you have some, you're have you going to start having an asset that people find valuable because they want it too. And there's multiple ways to do this. Now, the problem with a regular gig is it's all on your back. Yeah. Now, do we do we still have to service the ATM machines? <laughs> sure. Of course. But this is something that also, if you think about it, uh, you could hire someone to service these ATM machines for you. And once again, you start acting as someone that is an owner of an asset that can hire people. It's a business, and it's not the hours you put in anymore. And that's that's the real key of what we're talking about is yep. how can you bring these things in and make an incredible amount of money on them. So that's a start, that, yeah. you know. And I wanted to give I, I want to give lots of examples by the way as we go through this.
0: Well, the ATM kind one, of a the ATM one's so good. I, I think that makes. Perfect sense in everybody's head. Everybody can un- kind of understand. Okay, that makes sense. I, I can think of a bar down the street that doesn't have one, or a, you know, right. a, a, whatever it may be. <laughs> and you know, you mentioned you have to pay for service. Yeah, you do, because you might have a one set up in a bar that someone just knocks over and it just falls over right <laughs> out of nowhere. Right. We're not pointing it. In, right. We're not pointing it in one way. No. But you might be in a, right. a bar setting where <laughs> an ATM gets destroyed and you got to pay for it. It's just really strange. Right. But but what's funny? Something you touched on there, and I think I think some people maybe listen to this because I, it, the, the, thought crossed my mind for a second might think this way. And I think this is important for us to touch on this. So we talked about consider that ATM model. We'll, we'll start from there. There are probably, and I'm thinking this in my head, I'm going, man, that sounds like a great idea, Ben, but how many other millions of people have had that same exact idea? Okay. There's that whole subset, of, that whole set of people. Sure. How many people have taken the next step that you just talked about and entered that into YouTube? And said, you know, how to set up ATMs for beginners. There's a much smaller subset. And then from there, how many people have spent the real time that it takes to learn that process and really figure it out. It's a really small subset now. So for someone that might be listening to this going, man, I'm intimidated because that just sounds like there's probably a million people out there that have already had that idea. Yeah, they had that idea, but they didn't flesh it out and they didn't stay consistent with the research on it and stuff like that. And it's that's kind of points to something we talk about all the time on this podcast is, are you willing to put in the work be consistent and stick with, you know, kind of flushing that idea out. And I, I know you probably can speak to that even better than I can, but that's something we preach all the time.
1: Well, you know, you know in the position that we sit in, we're exposed to lots of ideas. Yeah. Um, but I'm also exposed to a lot of people that, um, you know, go 5% into something and they know it, they feel like they know the magic trick, but they don't actually ever perform the magic trick. And I think that's the vast majority of the population on the planet. Uh, A lot of people just want to know the magic trick. It's fun for them to know it. Um, It makes them seem smart at parties. It makes them seem smart (laughs) on podcasts, Uh, but they never actually do it. And I think, you know, the the real key is, are you getting, you know, once you actually put in the research, uh, are you getting your hands dirty? Yeah, that's it. Um, You know, putting in the research is one thing, but you know, actually buying that first house that you're going to rent out, actually getting that first billboard and the land that it's on that you're going to rent out, uh, getting that first ATM machine, getting the first vending machine that you're going to put into a hospital and you're going to be their provider, Right. getting those things and figuring out all the pieces of that puzzle. Um, once you do the research, cool. You've got to do enough research that you feel comfortable taking that first step. But the education is really going to start when you're actually taking that first step. Yep. But I think the beautiful part about this right now is, the threshold of the amount it costs to do this is so much less than it used to be. Mm. And when you start to understand that you don't have to go buy a home to build an asset, that's going to pay you yeah. like an ATM, you know, you can buy an ATM for a few thousand bucks, you know, depending on where you go and you got to put a thousand bucks in or, you know, whatever. And, uh, but, but look, once you start to understand those things, um, you're going to take the first step if you're an action taker. And once you actually take action, you're going to understand. And I love this filter that you're talking about. Once you're someone that actually bought the first ATM or the first vending machine or the first billboard, you have immediately gone into the 1%. That's right. That's it. Like it's so few people that actually do this and put their money where their mouth is. Mm -hmm. And so That's the thing that that puts you to a category of people that only know certain things because you're actually doing it. You're not in the crowd of people that just did the research anymore. You're in the people that are actually doing it. The education, you're going to fail a lot. (laughs) Those first few months, Um, you'll probably fail a lot the first year, but that's okay. The amount of education that you're going to put in to your brain in that time is going to get you to a point to where you can start duplicating this model. And so, you know, kind of the way that I look at it, and, and this is the big thing, anything that you're doing for recurring, Income that you don't have to act on. It's always about going into that situation with clear eyes. I don't go into these situations thinking, "Okay, uh, I'm going to do the work forever." So I'm not. I'm not someone that is going to, you know, if I were to actually, and, and I, I'm not going to do the ATM thing, by the way. But I think it's fascinating. <laughs> good thing because I, might, I might go <laughs> Right, right. No, it's good. But I mean, you know, I have my recurring place. I know where I where my Correct. brain fits. Yep. But the idea behind the ATMs is this. Is when you actually get out there and you do it, you're going to start to learn things that nobody else on the planet knows. You're going to fail quite a bit. Mm -hmm. But if you come into it with clear eyes, that first year of you failing is you building up what we call an SOP, a standard operating procedure that you could hire someone who's looking for a gig. You can hire someone to do this for you. Mm-hmm. So I never, with anything that's recurring or an asset that should be paying me, I absolutely want to immerse myself in it the first year. Yeah. Like that is, I want to be the ground floor. I want to understand it as the the owner um, of how everything works. But I've always, like with that timeline, when is the point to where this should be earning me this amount of money and I set the goal, this amount of money that I can bring somebody else in to do the work that I learned how to do and what am I paying them and how much does that cut into my profits of this? And so that's the thing. I don't want to put my money into assets that are ultimately creating a new job for me. Mm. It's very easy to do. Yep. (laughs) You know, that's very easy to do now. Something like, listen, if it's your dream job, sure. Cool. Like if you want to be there every day, cool. Like I have some, I have some friends That, uh, you know, we just recently went to a couple of bars uh, and because we were hanging out for a staff party and they built these bars, these bars absolutely bring them income in. I think that uh, they probably could not be there sometimes, but we but both of these bars we went to that they own both. They were at both of them. They were present. Mm -hmm. I think it's their dream gig. Right. And so I, I think that's the thing is it's like what I'm really looking for is. I'm putting in a lot of work right now with like my SaaS platforms. I'm present. I'm present every day. I'm learning the ins and outs. I'm getting these things to a place to where they can run on their own. But there's absolutely a line that we're going for where they will run themselves more without us. We can bring in more people to do the work that we're doing right now. And, And that's the goal. That's what I'm trying to build with those with the ATM business, with the rent house business. What are the things that you have planned on that, you know, going in, you're going to do all of them yourself in the beginning, or you're going to have your group of people that can help you with it. But ultimately you can remove yourself because what we're really aiming for here is over a period of five to 10 to 15, 20 years. And I know for some of us, it's hard to look that far, right? But over a period of five, 10, 15, 20 years, How are we stacking these assets that bring us in recurring income? How are we stacking them so that we get a lot of income coming in little by little while we still minimize our risk? How do we do that? But also, how are we setting this up so that we can watch this business and somebody else manage it? And, And that's really what it's all about is I think all of us right now understand that if you're willing to put in a little sacrifice, if you're willing to put in some of your extra money into these projects, these projects will pay you, but it helps to be patient. It helps to understand that you are playing a 20 year game here. Mm. And those of us that can wrap our heads around a 20, 20 year game, we're going to be just fine. You know, like for me and this, you know, this may come to bite me in the ass because I'm exposing myself here, but I believe, I believe in Bitcoin. You know, I do. Uh, I believe in a few other cryptocurrencies, but I'm not playing a this year game. Right. You know, I have people all the time like, oh yeah, your crypto you talked about, well, it's <laughs> doing real good now, isn't it? And I'm like, hey, I, I have it stuck on a, I have it stuck on a, on a drive that I'm going to not touch for 20 years. And I've got instructions for someone else to touch it. If something were to happen to me. Yeah, And that's the thing is it's, what are you doing? What are you setting yourself up for that can potentially pay you? Um, 20 years down the road. Now, you know, some of us, this is as simple as we put into our IRA, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's it's things that we, we focus on like that, but while we're doing those things, there's also a lot of opportunities in, you know, like I said, software and real estate and ATMs as silly as that is. <laughs> and if you start really looking for these opportunities, not only are you going to find all the opportunities that are out there, but you're going to start to find the opportunity that actually fits your brain that really sticks in the back of your mind. You're like, Oh God, I'm fascinated with that. I want to learn everything I can about it. When you find that run as hard as you can at it, because you may not get to the point where you actually do it, but you'll take it as far as it needs to go. And for those that get past, you know, that 99% and get into the 1%, it's because they were absolutely fascinated with something. And when you find that, that's the stuff that blows up into, Oh my gosh, this person has a hundred of these right and they're bringing in a chunk of change each one of them and that's that's how you become wealthy in a way that allows you to have a life outside of work and i think that's really what this conversation is actually all about
0: absolutely yeah it's it's all about you know essentially we're talking about diversification right and how you how you can kind of split yourself in it you know a lot of people hear a word like that and diversifying your portfolio or whatever and they'll go okay that's a that's a thought process beyond <laughs> that's my adult means. talk.
1: Yeah, that's, that's adult talk.
0: And, I, and, I, and again, I'm, the mirror is shining bright in my face because that's that's me. I hear that kind of conversation, you know, in, in amongst my peers and and family and things like that, and I check out almost immediately. But I, God, you got to open yourself up to that kind of thing because that's what's going to kind of set you up. And I know you want to you want to chime in on that. <laughs>
1: Well, here's, here's the thing is like, I'm not that adult either. Um, You know, I'll just tell everybody out here, uh, there's a lot of serious people in the entrepreneurial world that are very much, that's who they are. And that's not me. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh man, I feel behind listening to this conversation. (laughs) Don't. Um, But what I realized early on is I love being a kid. I love getting to play with my hobbies. I love, you know, you guys can see if you're watching the podcast, you can see like, this is where my band rehearses. Um. You know, I love that. I love that. I love a lot of things that don't make me money.
0: And you got Pac Man um, behind you, for God's sake! I know, I mean, right? Come on.
1: So, right. <laughs> but the point is, is what I've what I've really started to understand as I've aged is I get to be a kid more the more of the adult stuff I pay attention to. Yep. And so, if I'm really striving to not want to be an adult, you really start to look at some of this stuff and be like, you know what? Let's take let's take that little risk. Let's go that direction. Let's start to build these assets that are paying me. And I just want to assure everybody out there, it does not matter how into this stuff you think you are right now. Every single person out there listening to this podcast, watching this podcast, you have something that maybe you haven't discovered yet that is absolutely one of these assets that you can invest in that will pay you a dividend every month. And then you can duplicate it, duplicate it, duplicate it. And, I'm, and I and I think that's the thing. Yeah. Once you find it once, <laughs> it's not... Like, you have to continue with these, you know, and continue to grow your skill set. It really isn't. It's duplication. Mm-hmm. That's it. That is, it is at, once you get to a certain threshold, remember at the beginning we were talking about when I was playing guitar, getting over the hump? Uh-huh. Once you get over that hump and you figure out that one thing and you're like, okay, is there anything else for me to research? I mean, there could be, but 80-20 rule says this 20% that I know is going to bring me 80% of the results. and. That's all you really need to know yeah. It's duplication. I guarantee you that's that's the Red House model. That is the ATM model. It's A lot of it is the stock market model. I mean, that seems harder for people to realize to get into because of the way stock market acts. But if you look at his history of the stock market, yeah, it's just being patient. Yeah. And that's the ballgame with all this. It's get to a point where you find something that works for you, that you're interested in, that once you get to a certain point in the threshold, it's not about learning more it's just about duplication 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 yep. and i mean you know i'm sitting here as somebody that most of my business is me just being really good at one thing that i have done over and over and over and over again very very consistently over years hoping to god nobody figures out <laughs> that that's all i have to offer right? right uh you know and that's the thing i'm very lucky that i got a lot of people around me that are very smart in their own right that i can bring in and that's very entertaining but overall most people that I know that are successful, most people that have recurring assets that bring in income, they just nerded out for a small period of time. Mm-hmm. And then they
0: duplicated the process over and over again, but they actually took action on it. So yep. that that's the key. No, I totally agree. And it's, it's, I think something that I wanted to touch on too, because I think you've got a nice little mix too. Um, and And when I say that, I mean, I mean it like this. So you obviously part of your business model in general is there are certain levels of you're selling a specific product or specific service to someone. It's a one-time interaction and they walk away with what you've, what you've sold. But you've also got another part of your business. That is exactly what we're talking about. That is bringing you income month to month and stuff. So for those people that are out there, either that maybe have one, you know, maybe they have that product uh, service set up or having that one-time interaction. How can they kind of dip? And, and when I say, you know, how can they kind of just kind of dip their toes in and say, okay, you know, maybe I'm a chiropractor and I and I've and I've got this I've got this great practice set up, but I'm selling this chiropractic service. I'm selling this my, myself as the product. How can I set something up that is going to generate kind of that month to month revenue? And the reason I ask that is because I want to I want to know at least from your experience, what kind of challenges are involved in both, and and then how do you? how do you kind of balance those how do you see yourself kind of you know bringing advantages from one and dipping them into the other and you know kind of how do, how do you make those two kind of balance each other out is 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 the question i think
1: that you know in the very beginning um i try to tell everybody you're not going to make your wealth typically in your career yeah period yeah um you're not you're not going to become incredibly wealthy by doing more um, or adding more layers to your current career. No, there's, there's obviously exceptions to that. Sure. Uh, what I mean by that is um, this is a great way that we brought predictability and, and in recurring into one of my businesses. I had a massage therapist in my chiropractic office uh, and she got paid every time she showed up. Yep. Okay. Well that, that's that. Uh, but we built a membership program. You know, we just said, Hey, you know, we're going to build a membership program, uh, around this and you pay a monthly fee which is less than what you'd be paying for this but you know but yeah so the idea was what was really interesting is all of a sudden she was getting paid every week even if they didn't show up wow you know yeah. and this is the gym model you know gyms basically operate on the model that 90 percent of their paying members aren't going to show up every day yeah, or ever uh but yeah. <laughs> you know th- the idea is is that to me is one way to look at it. You can bring that extra layer of recurring in, but it still requires you, if you're the practitioner, if you're the expert, to be in that place. And I don't feel like that's. I feel like you're actually still creating more work for yourself, right? So that's that's one way to look at it. So what I really think is is even if you're a chiropractor that is like you love chiropractic, or your dentist and you love dental, I'm not saying you can't make great money with your career. Like that's not at all. You can have a great life, sure, just on that. But you know, what if you get hurt? Um, what if you know? And I'm, I'm very Thinking about this after my last year, <laughs> yeah. what 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 happens if these things go down? And I think the thing that you really have to sort of keep in your head is is if your entire net worth and your your entire ability to produce income is still dependent on you showing up, you're in trouble. One at some points you're going to be in trouble, and so I, I think it's this: whatever extra you're bringing out of your business, you've got to start looking at how do I invest that in something that is an asset that will make money without me having to show up Yeah, just because it's useful. And those ideas, those things are absolutely there. But I I, I have that rule. You can make a lot of money. You can stick money back. You can save money in your own career. And if you can't, maybe it's time to go find another career or find another opportunity. And I know that's not easy for some people, so please don't think I'm being callous about that. Yeah. But what I think is is... Whatever career you've got, you can make money, you can save money. But sticking money in a bank account, yeah, we want to have reserves. I get that. But it's actually safer if you find something to put that money into that's an investment that will eventually pay you back. And so always, if you're there right now and you're like, well, I got a pretty good gig Still, be looking for something outside of your core thing that fits into the real estate, that fits into the vending machine, that fits into the ATM, that fits into the software as a service model. What can you invest your money into that you're actually pretty smart about already or you could become smart with a few weeks of YouTube research? Mm-hmm. Silly how much information is there. Yeah. What are those things that you'd be into that removes you from the equation? And that's it. If you get into it, you're like, ah, I'm in the equation forever. If I do this, that's not the thing. Maybe you're there for a year. Maybe you're there for two years. But what are the things that you can start really looking at that get you there? So I, I, maybe that's not the answer that you wanted, man, no, it's- um, or that you were looking for. But I, I think that everybody out there, if you want to get wealthy, and not just wealthy in money, but wealthy in your time, meaning you have more time instead of you know less time because you got more successful like I was at the beginning of my career. Yeah, I think the thing is, You've got to look at something that's outside of your main thing, and you've got to look at it as a business that doesn't require you to run. And for those of us that grew up as experts in a field that requires us to show up to be paid, that's incredibly hard because that's what we were trained to do. But when you start thinking about, hey, I can make money because I provide value, not because I provide value by showing up that's where things get really, really interesting. And just think about what are the core things that humans need? What are the things that when you go out, when you go out today after listening to this podcast and you're out in the world, what are the things out there that, you know, maybe you've never noticed before Mm -hmm. that provide value to people? And which of those things don't require somebody to be standing there running them all the time? And that's where this, this really starts to get interesting. And so. Look for those assets. Look for those things that you can invest in that are valuable to other people that will be valuable to other people for years to come. And you can start investing in those things and start doing the numbers. What do you think it could bring to you? And I guarantee you, there's somebody on YouTube right now that's already done the math for you. Yeah. Go do the search, go find it, and you're going to find exactly what you're looking for. And for most people, I kid you not, all it requires is stepping out of, I go to work, I get paid for that work. Stepping out of that mindset. For some of us here that are listening to this, you're like, well, of course, I'm already out of that mindset. There's a lot of people that aren't. And getting out of that mindset and getting real serious about, okay, I'll go to work, I'll do my job. But what I'm really trying to do, what my real focus is from this day forward is to find the investments that are gonna pay me. When you really shift your focus out of that, that's when things get great. Because there's a lot of people out there that are trying to start a business right now that listen to us, that they're still creating another job <laughs> for themselves. That's fine. Sure. The job they're creating probably will pay them more than the job they're leaving. Yep. And that's going to be that extra money that they go to find the investments. But all this has to be aimed at that eventual goal of I'm investing in things that are, at some point I can get up and have coffee and not have to go to work anymore. And I got the whole day ahead of me to do whatever I want. And these assets are going to be what pays me if you're starting to really aim at that, and that is the real mindset, not, oh, they'll pay a little bit. What are you looking to do that's actually going to put you in a position where you have jack shit to do the entire week? Yeah. When you think that way, you have to think differently. When you think that way, You have to plan a little more strategically. I guarantee you the vehicle, the asset that is the vehicle is out there. You can learn about it. You can go to YouTube. You can literally pull up TikTok right now. And There's lots of little short videos that'll probably lead you to a YouTube channel. It's all out there. It's waiting for you. But until you flip that mindset and think, I'm actually trying to build a business where I do jack shit through the week. <laughs> like that's what I'm actually aiming at. Most people, even the people that are starting to think about retirement, they're starting to think about building those assets. They don't really think that way. Yeah. But when you get there and you can keep yourself there and for the majority of your you know, time awake, that's when it actually starts to happen because that those are the people that become that 1% that actually take action and start learning it. And so that, that's the real key of it. It's, it's more of a mindset shift than it is just a, I'm going to go dabble. I'm going to go learn a little bit. Once you shift that mindset, you'll never be able to get it off your mind because you understand that all it takes, all it actually takes once you actually start thinking that way is time. Mm. Because if you're thinking about that 24 seven, it's just about time. The money can get saved over time. You can learn about the asset that you want to bring in over time. You can buy the first asset, the test, you know, the the pilot program, as we call it. You can buy it, but it's going to take you time to learn by actually doing and getting it into place and doing what you need to do. But if you understand, I'm playing a 20-year game and 20 years in, 10 to 20 years into this, I'm going to be able to sit and do nothing. And by the way, you won't do nothing. <laughs> like those of us that think this way, we'll never yeah. do nothing. But what we will do more of is we'll do more of the things we want with the people we want, when we want. Yep. That's that's the real shift, and that's the whole point of what we're trying to get across, I think, with this podcast today.
0: Absolutely, I, I feel like damn near everyone that clicked on this podcast to listen to it, they're, they're feeling confined by something, right? They're confined by right. their paycheck because they wanna hear about how do I escape living paycheck to paycheck? They're confined by being in an office. They're confined by working from your typical hours of nine to five, whatever it is. And, and that's, that's, I mean, that's the whole goal of this particular episode, but it's the goal of our entire podcast and our entire existence is to be able to kind of, to bring people along with us out of those confinements. Right. And I think the, the right. the importance of what you're talking about, being able to adjust and react to what's going on around you, um, and seeing, you know, companies, businesses, individuals all over the world, recognizing these, these changes that are constantly happening and and working to stay relevant. It's, it's a cool topic to dig into and, uh, and get into the psyche behind of everything that's going on. And I, I, I'm really glad we're able to have this conversation today.
1: No, oh, I love it, man. And I think that's it. If we could leave our listeners with anything, start dipping your toe in, yep. start looking, but dip your toe in with the mindset that 10 years from right now, 10 years to 20 years, 10 to 15 to 20 years from right now, I will never have to go to work again. And it won't be be because of some retirement program that my company made me do. It's because of something that I actively have done. And I started researching today that is going to get me there. And by the way, if you're really like most of the people that I know that have gone down this road, it's actually three to five years that it'll take you to get there. But think of it in a 20 year span. And I guarantee you everything is different, but really no negotiation, no thinking about it i be like, Oh, I can kind of do this and this. no. Really think about what is the asset that I can start putting into the real world, I can start investing in, that is going to make it so I never have to go somewhere for work again. And when you get that in your head, and that is what you're actually aiming for, everything about how you conduct your daily life is completely different. And that's the thing. Think about how you think now because you were forced to probably think this way, and that's just what we were grown up into. Think about that mindset of, I got to show up, got to make money, this is what I got to do. We get lost in that. And think about having that mindset every day. It won't be easy to have that mindset every day when you start, but once you start putting in the research, once you get down that first thing that you've actually purchased that is the asset, it will be almost impossible to let go of that thought process on the daily. And when you really get to where that's the daily way that your brain works, it's over. Nobody can stop you. That's where most people on the planet never get to. That is the difference between the people that have that kind of life and the people that don't.